everyone. Uh, welcome to this week's episode of the SaaS uh, Growth Show. Our guest today is Ashwin Krishna, uh, the head of growth marketing at TAC.ai, which is a very interesting space where they are humanizing CRM. He's an expert in growth marketing, product marketing, and branding in the B2B and SaaS space. He's also awarded by uh, Economic Times and the World Marketing Congress. He's worked with uh, leading brands like Capillary Technologies and also in the past with WeConnect and Juniper Networks. Welcome, Ashwin. Welcome to the SaaS Growth Show. Sure. Thanks. Thanks so much, Raj. Thanks for the introduction. Disclaimer is I'm not an expert. I am not an expert in anything. I would say I'm a student for life, actually. So keep learning and keep experimenting. I don't think anybody can claim to be an expert in this ever-evolving space. I think every week is changing. Uh, as we all know. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. I think it's always a real pleasure to, you know, share insights, experiences. Uh, I think experiences uh, are something which would really add a lot of value, right? It's all about helping people not to make the same mistakes. I've seen so many lows and so many, uh, you know, crests and, you know, before, and very few wins, I would say, which are anyway memorable. Yeah, looking forward to sharing my learnings. Great. Uh, so from um, engineering and coding to B2B and SaaS marketing, what kept you going and uh, what was that spark that uh, you know made you switch to B2B marketing? Sure, Raj. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great question. And this is an existential question for everyone, right? Whether I'm really excited to go on, on a morning and whether I'm enjoying the work or whether I'm executing something which my, my boss has mentioned or my company has told me to do. So I'm a small town boy. I'm a small town boy with big dreams, I would say. That's how I would start. Because I'm from a very small town called Chukmanglur in, in Karnataka. Don't didn't have access. You know, I didn't knew about IIT till my 10 plus two where when I accidentally encountered with a book. And uh, we couldn't solve any IIT problems, you know, because there are hard problems, right? Yeah. You know, moved to a different bigger city, Mysore, where I did my engineering. <clears throat> so I was hesitant to speak to my seniors because I didn't do English. Right? Yeah. I remember the times when I used to read end-to-end uh, editorial, uh, TOI editorial, and used to make notes on how to use those words. Uh, so people talk about limitations, limited access, and some of that. But I think the key is to use that limitation as a springboard uh, for success, I would say. I think that is really a defining moment, right? So the coming from a small place with limited access is really, truly a defining moment. Right. Uh, that always, uh, even still, pushes the help, you know, inspires me to push the envelope. You know, inspires me to like maybe walk two it's or three it's harder than than maybe at another job, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I after my engineering, I, I started programming, followed the herd because I possibly didn't had that exposure again exposure or access to uh, exposure that the world is wide open right there are so many fields you can really go and make a mark yeah. uh, so one small thing which we did uh, during college days you know we used to uh, conduct events and you know while i was part of a team which used to raise sponsorships uh, for these events college events yeah. uh, i really like that I, I that is possibly one of the things which i like in engineering and fast forward to first job i started 
programming, but I used to take so much time in even fixing a small bug. I used to get trashed in weekly meetings. Uh, I still remember my manager used to literally elect me in the floor uh, while that's definitely not the you know, right mindset, but uh, that probably pushed me to think through whether I'm doing the right thing, right? And uh, uh, parallelly, I started getting involved with startup community. I started meeting a lot of people, started reading a lot of blogs. Live journal used to be in thing back then. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it was a serendipitous two, three years journey. Uh, I started volunteering for a school in Mysore where I did everything around marketing, right? Fundraising, built a website, got volunteers. That was truly magical. That was truly magical. I was spending more time in thinking and doing stuff for the school right. uh, versus working for working as a programmer. And my actually my managers told me, why don't you actually go and do something which you like? Yeah. And I'm truly indebted to Raghu, who is my its manager with, who inspired me to do that, possibly pushed me off the cliff. Yeah, so then I and I moved to a different role within my first company and and it was never looking back. And uh uh, SaaS marketing has been my, my possibly the best ever thing which has happened, right? Uh, I started uh, doing SaaS marketing way back in times where I've uh, encountered people who asked me, so, hey, can you, can you give this software in the city so that I can install and, you know, build a, build a web store? Uh, so I used to uh, work for a company called Marjack, uh, who used to help brands to set up their online store, similar to Shopify. From there, I think, no questions asked, right, about SaaS. No questions asked about security, all of that stuff. You know, people now truly believe in a SaaS future. Yeah, that's in a nutshell. I think it's been a great journey with a lot of lows and a few wins, but those wins are so memorable and so, you know, push me hard to, you know, do more and more experiments. Awesome. I think that's, that's also a lot of learning uh, during that uh, entire phase. Today's... Uh, episode uh, Ashwin we'll want to touch upon the topic which is not often really focused on because SaaS is such a wide uh, sort of a a domain and uh, so much of uh, hype around it and somewhere the enterprise SaaS basically high value you know long-term strategic high integration kind of platforms and products that is something which uh, the marketing side is not really sort of, uh, or very less has been talked about that. That is something which I feel you would be able to give a lot of, uh, throw a lot of light on. Uh, and I believe uh, this should probably give, become a playbook of sorts. Uh, yeah, sure, Raj. Happy to, happy to talk about it. So uh, to, to get started, first, if you can just, uh, you know, give us a broad idea of the segments in SaaS, right? There are different <laughs> segments and uh, there's a different approaches to each of those things uh, right from the low-end tools to smbs to high-end and uh, what are the channels what are the priorities how does the marketing mix change uh, between them yeah sure absolutely i think um, the whole world is moving to cloud and you know science is really a subset of that right and uh, you know i was essentially watching Accenture CEO was talking just yesterday. She was mentioning only 20% of the world has moved to cloud. So what it essentially means is the opportunity for SaaS uh, is still huge. It is possibly at a tipping point where people believe in it. And from there, I think it's going to be a 
it's going to be crazy, you know, uh, the easily, you know, 20, 30% year on year kind of growth, at least for the next one decade. Right. Uh, yeah. So having said that, uh, definitely there are different segments you can slice within SaaS, right? So all the way from, uh, so one way to do it is certainly small segment, uh, medium segment and enterprise segment. Uh, and other way to sort of slice this is, uh, is it a vertical SaaS where you are focusing on set of categories? Mm like capillary, which used to focus on consumer brands in detail, or it is a horizontal slash, someone like a Freshworks, which right. solves a horizontal problem, right? With the customer support, which cuts across different uh, segments, actually. However you take the slice, the first principles approach hold good. Uh, the first principles approach is really about, uh, the world has moved from a funnel to a helix, right? So helix is, there is a funnel, and which would convert, and it would again expand, right? So this is a true, uh, I think, so Helix is a true future model for size. So what it means is, let me just simplify it. Uh, so bunch of leads come in in the top, top of the funnel, and then some of them would close. Right. And then from there, they would expand, right? You have like a 100 customers who would, would be paying, let's say, uh, $10 million ARR, and that would expand, right? That, would, that whole bucket would expand. To land and expand, actually. Yeah. So the whole idea of marketing, uh, you know, has to be around this Helix model, actually. Be it SMB or SMB or enterprise, or be it vertical or horizontal. I think this is number one, actually. Right. So first is the Helix model. Second is, uh, I think the basics of marketing, right? Which is which is all about right segment, right message, right context, uh, and the right channel, actually. So context is very, very important off plate. Uh, COVID is a great example. You can't talk the same language what you used to do uh, with this context, actually. Uh, so that's second. So it's about right channel, right context, right channel, and the right message, actually. So third is buyers have become very smart now. Buyers, thankfully, uh, the whole buying cycle has moved away from reference only to a research net. Right. So people spend a lot of time understanding the market. Right. Uh, they essentially know what problem they have, right. and they do spend time uh, in in online and different places to figure out what solution uh, which can possibly solve the problem. And finally, it's all about buying. Buying, right? right. So these three steps essentially is the same uh, to any segment of the size, actually. And the difference between, I think, in a nutshell, between let's say an enterprise or SMB is all about the focus actually. Uh, enterprise talks about small is beautiful. You know, you, you have a small segment, you go deep. Yeah. While SMB is all about uh, breadth, right? It's all about breadth. You yeah. go all out, you find ways you can put your marketing on steroids. It's all about volume actually. Right. A right? lot of volume, uh, less of quality. Yeah, quality is important even in SMB, but uh, enterprise is all about quality actually. So if you put the same lens in all your activities, mm -hmm. uh, let's say taking an account-based marketing approach where you just take 10 top accounts, go really deep, understand exactly what problem each company has, uh, you know, figure out what, 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 who are those people who are buying in those companies, go and chase them actually. Right. Uh, let's say in press. But in the SMB, it's, uh, it's more broad, right? You'll say, okay, I'm gonna go with, let's say, <clears throat> BFSI, uh, maybe BFSI is a, is a uh, may not be wrong signal. Let's say I, I go with retail, right? I'm selling a 
point of sale software i'll go all out with retail and uh, do mass marketing right do build on a bunch of keywords uh, send a bunch of emails you know and then really look for volume actually so right. i think these are the basic principles i would say um, yeah maybe maybe you know we can uh, I'll, i'll be happy to answer any specific questions you have uh, at a marketing uh, leadership level uh, you know the organizational strategy the organizational goals and objectives uh, that needs to be clearly aligned with what marketing is sort of out there to achieve right right and that alignment with the organizational goals are very critical to be in sync and sort of you know work towards the same uh, you know uh, result yeah. um, so what are those key pillars in terms of the strategies where clearly the marketing has to be aligned uh, with the organization sure absolutely i think uh, uh, i think the one of the first key things companies should really do is you know don't look at marketing as a lead generation engine actually so look at marketing in as marketing team as one of the key enablers uh, which can help move the company you know with the right direction right i think you you said the right point you know, how do you align marketing with the company objective actually uh, otherwise what would end up happening is you would have you would you would keep changing your goal post Yeah. and you would confuse the hell out of everyone right your team and everyone actually Absolutely. you'll start with some goal and then midway customer success team will come and say hey we want to start customer marketing this this quarter you know right. can you help me right you can't say no because uh, you know you know that they're also trying to help the company right. i think the key is to really really uh, one shape of the company objectives uh, work with the leadership team work with customer success tech product uh and sales most importantly and then you know really carve out and help the company to you know, align with the top objectives yeah uh i am to just to give an example right? let's say a company is at a hyper growth phase let's say an enterprise saas company is at a hyper growth phase uh they want to grow let's say 60% next year uh and then you know and you are when you are doing the quarter planning right. you will do a quarter planning where you say i want to build enough pipeline let's say it's a nine month closure you would you had to build pipeline next quarter so that it would close after nine months right so it would possibly have three objectives you know one let's say revenue increase of 60% then uh, it want to pivot into a multi product company and you know the company want to get into let's say uh, let's say western europe right right so the marketing has to align with this objective it's not the number one priority about revenues right Yeah. it's not just that all the actually you have to figure out how do you allocate resources time and mental bandwidth yeah. to achieve all three actually yeah. right it can be all about uh, i think first one is is no brainer right you got to work across the funnel you know to get to the revenue yeah. uh, so i'm talking about revenue i'm not talking about leads i'm not talking about pipeline i'm not talking about order book i'll always come to i think uh, you know uh, come to the revenue part of it but the key is even the second and the third right Yeah. uh it can be as simple as working with the product team figuring out uh what are they thinking about this whole vision of multi product company what product do we want to launch hmm. uh what segment should we launch what geography and really build a uh you know go to market for that actually go to market strategy for that and even for a let's say the third objective uh, it's also about working with sales and everyone figuring out how do you 
really go and enter into, let's say, the Western Europe, right? Whether is it customer reference-led? Are you, is the company aligned with the idea of a you know, partner-led? Are you going to do some uh, land and expand kind of idea where you go and do some experiments, work with one channel, work with one category, and expand the playbook? Uh, I think it's a great question. I think in a nutshell, the idea is to truly, uh, you know, one, align with strong, focused company objective, or if it is not there, then really help refine and, you know, try and play devil's advocate in figuring out, you know, what are those three objectives should be right for the quarter. Be very upfront saying, if you don't have resources, yeah, I will only focus on the one. Right. Uh, Right. Otherwise, uh, if we continue to, let's say, have strategic focus on building a multi-product company, then it's also about building bandwidth and resources for that. Uh, yeah, that's what uh, I believe, you know. Uh, so, I mean, uh, that's what I've seen also in my experience as well, uh, that there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, this thing towards the organizational objective and where the, the CXOs are looking and where the uh, the the marketing and the CMO is looking specifically in uh, SMBs and, uh, you know, down the line, it's, it's really sort of not in sync. And many a times the excitement of doing great marketing and a lot of other stuff takes over more than exactly the, uh, the crux of it, basically. Correct. Correct. So um, also as a, as a marketing lead, right. Uh, as a, when you, when you uh, start this mandate overall, mm-hmm. What are the things uh, uh, that should be in place or, uh, you know, what are the things that should be sorted so that, you know, marketing can then take over from there on? I think it's an extension to the, let's say, three objectives, three quarter objectives, I would say. It all starts from there. And then it, then it's all about working the, each objective into smaller pieces, right? If you're talking about 60% growth. Uh, where will that growth would come from? Whether will uh, will it come from expansion? Whether it will come from net new? From then, it's about working with sales, customer success to figure out, build a actionable plan around it, right? <clears throat> yeah, definitely. With let's say all these three objectives, uh, working very closely with the functional heads and get a clear alignment. Actually, uh, a lot of the time, you know, they would be busy in figuring out, let's say, their product plan, and salespeople would be busy with uh, uh, net new acquisition plan. Yeah. But the idea is to truly get their mind share and time and rally them behind these three objectives, actually, right? In the best interest of marketing, right? You know, what marketing can really deliver is to get clarity on this three, let's say, objective, uh, do a double click to second level, uh, figuring out the how part of it, right? So what is something which is defined? Yeah. Then it's all about how, actually. Timeline, uh, what are the expectations from each team? Yeah. and and then going back and doing a uh, honest analysis on how much can we take, right? How much can we take? How much can we do? And what's the timeline? Uh, the most important thing is to work with the team, right? Work with the team to develop this plan, uh, right. expand this how into more actionable plan, right? Let's say weekly plan of action. The team shouldn't feel that, okay, you're pushing an idea down their throat. Right. Rather, you, know, you, you take their consent saying, hey, uh, we believe this is the priority for the company. Uh, and we need your help and then you need your ideas to make it happen. And you, you know, you might not know, right? You know, they might have a interesting point of view or interesting idea. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, it's all about the budget alignment, right? Budget and resource alignment. Uh, 
yeah, I think this is what I can say. Uh, objectives translating into actionable plan, working with uh, working with functional heads, right. and uh, you know, truly, truly have a timeline-based plan with the team. Again, build a plan with the team. Actually, yeah. uh, have all the let's say you have a uh, digital marketing head, uh, you have a product marketing head. So take all of them in the right meetings, right. so that you know they all of them soak into the plan. And it just doesn't mean it doesn't look like a uh, autocratic, autocratic uh, uh, behavior, right? Where they also feel part of it. Actually, what uh, has possibly worked for me is get all of this alignment at least two weeks before the quarter starts, mm-hmm. so that you build whole set of things yeah. for the first fifteen days of the quarter to start rolling, right? right? If you have a plan of generating X leads in first fifteen days of the quarter. Yeah. You would have launched the campaigns at least two weeks before. Right. Because some campaigns take time, especially in enterprise. Uh, you can't expect leads to come in from you know the moment you switch on the campaigns. Right. Also, uh, that brings to the point that you know marketing doesn't sort of you know work in a silo. Uh, rather, it doesn't succeed in a silo. Uh, right. And uh, there has to be this entire uh, marketing responsibility of setting the narrative and the messaging and the communication from the company across right. all touch points. So there are various teams, various touch points uh, where the interaction of the market is happening. And therefore, the roles of the cross-functional teams become also equally important in terms of the execution of the marketing strategy. And so what are the responsibilities or probably the role of the other teams, like say sales or customer success or uh, support, um, you know, how do they need to look at marketing and how do they need to look at their roles in enabling the whole thing? Sure, Raj, I think it's a, it's a great question, I would say, because so my belief is marketing is not something which has to be done by marketing team alone. Right. So building a brand is, it has to start with the employees actually, right? It has to start with everyone. It's not just about marketing team going and liking the LinkedIn posts. And that's what ends up happening in every company. There are 10 people in marketing team. There are a lot of posts where you would get 10, 12 or 13 likes, out of which 80% is liked by the marketing team. Right. So sorry to take a step back. I think uh, uh, it's, it's absolutely important to uh, have the purpose in the center. You know, you have the objectives. Uh, you know, the three, four objectives are finalized, and then those have to be like really the guiding principles, actually. Right. And the marketing team has to very smartly collaborate with every functional and every across the length and the breadth of the organization, right? right. Uh, to seek their help in order to move fast. Uh, for example, you got to work with very closely with sales team, not to just discuss the pipeline number, but Constantly ask them in a structured way, what are the insights? How the market is changing? Right. Let's say, uh, let's say there is, for example, you know, we figured out, uh, you know, in in capillary. So the whole idea of the whole digital chief digital officer, right? Mm. Uh, so CMO used to buy our product, but uh, very quickly we realized, uh, so the whole function called, you know, chief digital officer function is being set up in in a lot of large companies. Right. Uh, the idea is to really collaborate with these different teams and get their insights and expertise to move your agenda faster, right? So I spoke about sales where you have to possibly catch up with 
salesperson by salesperson to understand you know what's happening with the what's happening with each region right uh take their help to be part of the sales meetings yeah. right so maybe work with inside sales to listen to some of the calls mm-hmm. and understand you know what's happening because i believe marketing is not a uh job which happens within an ac room i think you got to spend at least 10% of the time with customers with your audience yeah in real right in real you know now it's all virtual but uh, you got to spend time with them and that's where you can make your you can refine and adapt your plan quickly actually yeah. and uh, same holds good for product marketing right you can't work on a campaign out of the blue you got to understand what are the jobs to be done for a specific product Yeah. how product managers are uh, looking at the insights the adoption metrics and let's say what are the best uh, uh, features which people are using mm-hmm. and then really use those insights back into your product marketing campaign right or it can be as as simple as working with your hr to understand what's happening with the hiring mm-hmm. uh, what people actually talk about you know when they talk to them right when they you know, let's say you know have a call with a prospective candidate you should ask them okay what do you know about capillary right what do you know about my company right and those people can be great insights you know some of them would be, i don't even know who the hell you are mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out okay let's say you are doing a lot of hiring engineering hiring mm-hmm. uh you also have to do the hiring brand uh stuff right where you go into let's say hackers of the world and then you know really build the brand yeah um i think that's when we can truly take this objectives uh company wide objectives working with the team use them as a great sounding board yeah. uh, where you get insights where you uh you can really you, you can truly move fast actually it can be very very realistic uh you know when you actually launch a campaign you know in terms of the channels right it's a real juggle uh, as a as a marketing head when you come to deciding which channels would work best for the product right. platform and uh, how do you prioritize them in terms of your budgets and align them and where to spend how much to spend so in this context how do you decide or how do you uh, what do you recommend the kind of channels that must be used for say strategic and long term objectives on one side and uh, tactical and short term or you know topical objectives or uh, that's required to be executed on on real time basis so how do you look at that yeah i think this is uh, this is very interesting right you know you have uh, always have <clears throat> limited budget and you have plethora of channels to invest and yeah. you always get really pulled by let's say telegram as a channel right? telegram as a new channel you know right. you, you read about it and you you tend to pick up that idea and execute it i think the key is to really go back to the the basics right where i think the question is uh especially in enterprise you are you know you have very small audience group you got to be very clear about your buying committee uh, be it uh, who is going to be the buyer who is going to be the influencer who is going to be your coach uh, the basics right? the basics of enterprise mm-hmm. selling actually enterprise selling marketing mm-hmm. then it's all about going behind uh you know asking them where do they spend time actually right mm-hmm. um you know when you have the sales meeting you can constantly go and meet some of these folks mm-hmm. and ask them hey how do you actually how do you figure out capillary right how do you figure out let's say tact 
how do you figure out my company how did you discover my company uh, where do you go and read about industry you know how do you upskill yourself right so some of these questions help you uncover exact channels where your audience is really there right uh, you know one of the true basics of marketing is the place right yeah uh, you know it's one of the four p's hey. and uh, to translate that in reality it's about figuring out where your audience hanging out yeah uh, for example if you are if you have a security product Uh, if you have a uh, let's say security product which is helps you uh, reduce or prevent the breaches which would happen you can't use the same template of linkedin plus you know, search marketing plus email right that template would not work right? you have to go and figure out again let's say for the security product who is the buying committee let's yeah. say if you're talking about uh, ciso right chief information security officer you have to understand where do they actually hang out yeah. there might be some communities online Right. there might be specific events they might go right. uh, of course uh, if you have a target group of audience you can definitely build that audience let's say you want to target the top 250 companies in the world right. like really go after the 250 companies mm. across the board mm. across all the channels uh, where they present it right. can be email email is one is to one which which really works upload this 250 company list on linkedin uh, and you know do some experiments don't go all over the place right just just focus on this 250 companies right. on linkedin on email do a follow up call uh have your automation system to figure out tell you yeah. uh, who are these exact people who opened your mail uh you know clicked on a linkedin ad etc and then do a follow up call for them right uh, so this is this converges into the whole aspect of account based marketing right which is yeah uh, account- <coughs> abm or account based marketing is a is a huge buzzword in enterprise marketing but mm. in a nutshell it's all about doing the right messaging and the going after the right channels for a select set of accounts uh, that's in a simple term what is account based marketing right right the nail on the head abm is where uh, i think uh, specifically in the enterprise saas segment uh, where uh, you know you're focusing so much on absolute uh clear icps etc i think uh, that's the way to do it coming to another uh, interesting aspect basically uh, marketers have always said that uh, you know the buying decision is is an emotional decision right in the general marketing balance where i we say that it's an it's an emotional decision it uh, uh, it is not really uh, based on facts etc but there is some trigger uh, on the emotional side that actually makes the decision happen right uh, so there is a buying uh, rationale and then there's a buying psychology uh, so this does this also apply in the b2b and saas uh, kind of scenario or uh, how is it and uh, you know uh, how do you if if it is so then how do you sort of you know deploy these uh, keeping these in mind how does the uh, you know activities gets planned and executed yeah this is certainly a great question raj because uh, people think some of these are more in the b2c point of view but the fact is it's not b2b it's human to human right you know humans are building products humans are buying it actually while they buy on behalf of a large company but end of the day humans are buying it yeah you know while there are research which says you know you people buy a product and then then they justify it right then they justify that it's the right decision Correct. there is research which which says it inherently goes back to the fact that your left brain is 
logical, rational, analytical. Your right brain is more creative, more human, you know, more, uh, more the softer aspect, right? Yeah. Uh, you got to balance the both. I think as a as a as a marketer, you got to understand. Uh, for your left brain, it's all about outcomes, right? Yeah. It's all about futures and outcomes. Yeah. For the right brain, it's all about how do you how can you make that individual a hero, right? Uh, they should start feeling, hey, this is a coolest brand to work with mm. inherently, right? You know, and in the back of the mind, when yeah. they're doing the, when they're evaluating a product or even without evaluating a product, they have to truly believe that, you know, we are the coolest brand to work with. We are the, you know, safest brand to work with. Absolutely. A lot of the brands like HubSpot, Salesforce has made it happen, right? When you actually ask a lot of the B2B guys, you know, which brand would would you remember? Uh, would you love, right? Love is a, is the right word for yeah. right right brain. Yeah. They'll say Salesforce. They'll say HubSpot. Yeah. Irrespective whether they have a uh, buying decision which is going to happen in a shorter horizon, uh, so that is important. I think branding is all about I would say right brain. Lead generation is all about left brain. I would say in mm-hmm. a more uh, if if you want to distill this down. Yeah. Uh, I think the way to do it is everything you do is not about outcomes, right? Yeah. Uh, you also have to balance that out saying, how do you make them heroes? Right? Yeah. Yeah. End of the day, it's all about, you know, their job is at stake, right? If you, if you have a you know, crappy product, which doesn't work, some of them might lose jobs actually. Mm. Right? But as a marketer, what can you do is really build a trust. And there's a saying which says, uh, you know, in, you know, the, it's a legacy uh, uh, say which says uh, nobody gets fired to when, when they buy an IBM. Yeah. Right? Uh, it just goes back to the fact that great product yeah. and it's a great brand, right? yeah. which, which uh, buyers would trust. Right. And the, in a nutshell, I think it all goes back to that saying where can it be that brand, right? Can it be the brand which people would love to buy Mm-hmm. And they would believe buying you yeah. would not put their job at stake. Right. right. And that's the that's the fundamental aspect. The another level is they should be proud to work with you, actually, right? It's right. not just about the product, but it's also about uh are you building a brand which uh solves you know customer pain points, which is which is talked often. And right. number two, are you helping them build a community? Uh, are you helping them upskill? Mm. And third, do you also have do you also connect to the same causes yeah. you know, the company is aligned with, right? Uh, yeah. For example, we we worked on a on a not a campaign. I would say we would we just did a thank you video for uh, retail employees who are in the who are in the who are in the front end, right? Who is yeah. truly in the front of sale or truly who is customer service representatives? Yeah. Uh, while our buyers are largely CEOs, CXOs, uh, this thank you video truly touched the hearts of CEOs. In fact, the, you know, Walmart India CEO actually wrote back to saying, hey, this is phenomenal job. You are thanking my employees. Yeah. You're thanking my front-end staff. I would have done this, right? Uh, I think this again goes back to the whole right side, right? You right. Have to touch their heart. Yeah. Uh, you also have to touch their brain, which is, touch the left, left brain, which is more rational. Right, right. Absolutely, and especially in the uh, enterprise uh, SaaS context, where the 
where the sales cycles are so long and the engagement and the nurturing of the leads to actual conversion takes a lot of time and there's a lot of engagement activities so are these uh, uh, the emotional aspect not just uh, it's not just a part of the creative or the communication part or is there does it actually translate into beyond that in fact all the touch points need to be uh, slightly more maybe uh, you know sensitive to a lot of uh, what the customer actually wants absolutely raj i think brand is not again i'll go back to the same thing where brand building is it's it's something which is not just done by the marketing team it has to be uh, so branding is nothing but the experiences that you essentially give for your prospects right across right. the cycle right all the way from the first sign up they do on the website mm-hmm. the first call they receive the first sales meeting and the subsequent meetings yeah. the the type of the language the sales people would talk the empathy the sales folks would show right. and let's say after the buy the product how the onboarding process is how does the support people talk you know whenever there is a fire yeah. how does the customer success folks would react when there is a p1p0 ratio i think everything ties back to the brand right i think it's truly important to define those values uh, you know values should it's not about you know creating a nice little frame beautiful frame and hang it on the wall yeah. but you have to live live the values actually right you have to truly live the values every day every moment mm. every customer touch point i think that's when you can truly uh, you know while the marketing would play a great role in in helping them yeah. you know make the right decision right. but the whole company uh, built on this values should you know really touch up on the right brain right which is great experience yeah. show them empathy uh, right and then connect with their causes right and you know most importantly make them successful actually right in the whole journey you have to forgo a lot of things but you got to do that i think that's the i think the purpose of the company is to like really make the customer successful absolutely absolutely uh while like uh, you know the proof of the pudding is uh, in the eating as they say uh, and end end result all always boils down to actually sales uh, how do you actually measure the impact of marketing you know uh, it especially in the enterprise saas context right where the cycles are longer and it, it takes a lot of uh, you know effort cross functional effort to sort of actually win that big uh, client out there right so uh, i mean i am not talking about uh, you know you know what who the credit goes to but uh, what i'm saying is uh, how's how's the impact uh, of marketing measured how do you uh, you know do that and uh, how do, how is it communicated back to uh, the management and the investors etc right because end of the day there's a lot of spend that happens and uh, uh there is always uh, justification which is uh, required but um, you know maybe you can take us through that you know sure. uh, i think uh, i mean i'll go back to the same helix right where you have a inverted you have like a inverted funnel and then the funnel would again expand yeah. uh so the metrics from the very beginning right it's essentially the brand and the engagement metrics mm. so you have a defined set of let's say uh vertical and uh, let's say you want to target everyone who is like 50, 500 million dollar and above yeah. uh when you're talking about branding the definitive way to really measure is uh like working with a third party agency to figure out out of this 
3000 companies mm. how many would recall uh, how many would recall my company when it comes to my category right let's say i have a crm product yeah. uh, you know you should work with a third party agency to possibly in the long run mm. to figure out uh, if they ask a question hey what are the top 3 crm companies mm. you got to be there that's a true uh, that's one of the true brand metrics which would lead to uh, conversion right mm. so that's number one so brand and engagement metrics there are a whole lot of metrics around uh, website traffic blah 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 but uh, it's very important to stay focused about in my target audience mm. uh, how many people know me or how many people recall my brand um, and the next is about uh, the lead metrics and mm. lead metrics i don't want to talk more because everyone knows about that yeah. uh, with this focused segment of let's say revenue filter and technographic filter yeah. uh, you know what's the what's the lead attainment you are having right you have a target of x mm. so what percentage of the of the leads you are you are, you are attaining yeah. and filtering out all the noise right filtering out all the noise in the sense all the smb leads which possibly would have come in that's good to have yeah. but focus on your target account actually right next is the pipeline metrics pipeline metrics says we can you can you can talk about it in different ways you know one is uh, what is the how marketing is influencing the pipeline conversion right yeah. uh, it's not just about creating the leads but it's also about how much marketing team is helping to convert this pipeline into closure actually yeah. that's number one uh, how are you influencing the pipeline conversion uh how are you helping the sales team to condense the condense or reduce the whole buying cycle right yeah uh buying cycle can be anywhere between 3 to 9 months or can be even sometimes it can go more than year yeah. but how can you shrink that and you know reduce it by a few basis points yeah and that can truly turbocharge sales uh so that's from the pipeline metric point of view right <laughs> absolutely and then you know finally uh, from the retention end as well how does marketing can influence or help customer success yeah. in the retention side of it right okay. uh, so i have uh, read this book called customer success economy by uh, folks from gainsights uh, just recently last week i read it okay. uh, beautifully articulated about how marketing should influence in in retention actually right. so retention metrics is also very very important Yeah. Uh, let's say it's all about uh, let's say from the retention marketing point of view one segment is you know from the marketing point of view how well are you engaging your existing customers right, right. it can be micro macro metrics around what percentage of the accounts are really active uh, you know let's say the kind of emails you're sending etc etc et and then it can go all the way till uh, you know how are you helping your customer success to increase retention actually Yeah. i think in the nutshell uh, we can we can uh, measure this metrics in different ways one is the whole funnel metrics yeah. all the way from brand engagement to lead metrics to pipeline to retention that's one way to look at right. other way to look at is the cost right yeah. uh, it's not just about cost per lead mm. it's also about cost per one let's say 100000 pipeline if you want to create 100000 dollar worth of pipeline mm. how much are you investing okay right? okay then um, what's the cost of uh, again 100000 order book right if you want to close 100000 uh, worth of order book right. how much are you spending 
Right. And finally, it all goes back to revenue. What is the, essentially, especially for the marketing-led leads, mm. what is the cost uh, that you're investing to generate a you know, $100,000 worth of revenue, actually? Right. Uh, there are different ways you can do a slice and dice, but uh, so one is this funnel metric. Uh, you can also measure the conversion rate in each step. Yeah. Uh, second is the cost metric, actually, you know, which is which truly helps you to optimize and constantly evolve as a function. Uh, absolutely. Um, and the, the important point that you made about retention again, uh, like a lot of the companies suddenly, you know, after, you know, everyone is behind acquisition. And once the customer is acquired, it actually marketing suddenly like a, a you know, wet towel just drops. And, uh, and then there's no continuity in terms of engagement, in terms of, uh, there and then it is probably left to uh, customer success and then eventually support uh, in many cases uh, i mean uh, that is that is something i think it's a very very pertinent point you made and because uh, especially in this uh, tough times like covid and all that where retention probably now is getting all the focus that is uh, that always was due to it uh, while otherwise it was mostly about acquisition acquisition all the time uh, I think that's a, that's a great point you made. Uh, so uh, just to sort of uh, wrap up uh, uh, our uh, discussion, maybe you can just take us through some of the trends uh, that are uh, that are happening. Maybe the trends, tools, and techniques that have changed in the recent times, and uh, what is new, and say what is obsolete uh, in terms of B two B marketing, especially maybe with the focus on the enterprise side. Sure. Absolutely. I think one large trend in enterprise marketing is uh, inbound, right? Pull-based marketing. Yeah. Uh, people used to say enterprise marketing all happens through references, and that is transformed actually. Yeah. Uh, even even when I was a capillary where I spent the maximum time, um, let's say from your paid search, we hardly used to get any enterprise leads uh, in the first few years, but later it just doubled and tripled and quadrupled. I would say that goes back to the insight that uh, when you, when an enterprise goes out and looks for a product, uh, they would explore actually, they would flirt with different products. Mm. It's not that you know, they will blindly go with you know, one reference and then somebody said, you know, this is a great product. Yeah. I don't think you know, that, that, world is, that world has changed actually. Right. So that's number one. I think they shift from a uh, reference thread selling to a truly, you know, inbound that's selling, right? For for an enterprise segment. Mm -hmm. Number two is uh, uh, possibly holds good across marketing, which is marketers used to write a lot of fluff, right? Yeah. They used to use a lot of jargons, used to use words which they love, right? Mm -hmm. uh, which is sexy, which is uh, transformation, you know, uh, engagement and you know, all the big words, right? You know, 30,000 feet words, I would say. Yeah. That has to change. Uh, I'm saying has to change because still a lot of companies are, you know, you know, hooked onto that. It has to change to a language which a third grader can understand, right? One, language has to be simple. Second, it has to be aligned with the customer pain points. Mm. It has to be just around the customer pain points, right? right. Finally, you can talk, you can, you can talk, how great your product is, mm. but 80% of the time you've got to spend time in 
empathizing with the customer pain point and are the jobs which they you know, truly they want to get done using the product. And right. then you can say, hey, you know what? Our product is scalable, secure, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that's not the starting point. Right. And um, yeah, third, I think a uh, lot of technologies have emerged, right? Uh, there are, uh, especially in enterprise marketing, uh, you can truly now understand what is the buying intent of a specific company. Mm. To a certain scale, you can say, uh, this company, the probability of this company is looking for a CRM or XYZ product is so much because uh, there are ABM tools, there are intent-based tools like uh, you know uh, demand-based, etc. Mm. So what they tell you is intent-based data. So if you're looking for a CRM product, they'll tell you, okay, these are the possible companies who are possibly might be looking at a looking at buying a product because some of some of their employees right. are actually going to online and they're either reading about it or they're searching uh, in let's say search engines actually. Right. So I think third and the most important thing is the tools have changed dramatically. I think you have a lot more data, you have a lot more uh, insights. You can build your whole hypothesis on right. Yeah. Uh, uh, in a nutshell, I think the world is moving towards a bullseye marketing. And what I would say, uh, now while it might be creepy sometimes, yeah. like you were looking for a CRM and you haven't even given a sign up, right. somebody would send you an email, hey, we have the best CRM in the world. Right. And it might be creepy, but uh, uh, it, the, it, it's a slippery slope, right? It, yeah. Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, everyone is going through that. Journey, how do you build a, how do you balance out uh, personalization and privacy actually? Yeah. But uh, I think the key is, unless the data is available yeah. uh, and you're not invading someone's privacy, you know, you, you're good to do, right? You're good to go actually. Right. Um, I think it's exciting times, I would say. And most importantly, people are going back to basics actually. You know, uncertain times always puts you in a, in a, in a rough spot yeah. Where you're constrained with resources, constrained with time, you are constrained with everything actually. Yeah. Uh, so marketers are challenged to actually deliver possibly the same result with possibly half the budget or quarter the budget. Yeah, the first, the first cuts and budgets happen on the marketing front. <laughs> a lot actually, right? And then, uh, uh, you know, you know, finally, you know, if you just have all your cost buckets, yeah. Uh, you know, again, I have all regards to the finance. They will say, hey, why are you spending for this event? Cut it, right? I think the key is this, right? The, the key is to really go back to the basics, uh, empathize with the audience, really do a lot of experiments. And uh, even if you are an IBM or a Salesforce, yeah. the whole entrepreneurial mindset has to be there, right? Yeah. Just because you have money, you know, you know, I keep getting ads on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's not even related to my 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 uh, segment, right? I mm-hmm. keep getting ads around security product, and I keep getting emails saying I will reduce your IT spend. Mm-hmm. I'm nowhere related to IT actually, right? And uh, you know, finally, I think this world has to change, and it's all about I think uh, being relevant, I think being very very frugal actually. Uh, that's all I can say. Fantastic. Uh, it was such an insightful session uh, discussing with you, Ashwin. And uh, uh, just to uh, you know, conclude, uh, thank you so much uh, for being here on the SaaS Growth Show and sharing all your uh, 
you know experience and learnings and uh, so much of uh, you know information i hope this uh, sort of uh, you know translates into a sort of playbook for everyone i'll try to summarize uh, uh, in the posts on the social side and uh, you know help them navigate the entire episode thank you so much ashwin it was a real pleasure to have you here absolutely raj i think it was great uh, you know sharing my like you know, few learnings i had gone through and then you know the last thing i want to truly say is uh, i think and uh, every marketer if they can think as an entrepreneur right uh, you know because i keep saying you know i am a marketer by choice and then an entrepreneur by heart yeah you can truly transform your team actually you can truly transform the whole uh, the marketing function all the way from enabling the company to set and refine objectives right. to ensuring you know if i am running this company Right. whether i'm whether this campaign is justifiable right whether the cpc is justifiable yeah then you go back and really optimize it and uh, you will go through a great deal of learning right you go through a great deal of learning when you have wear an entrepreneur hat yeah. entrepreneur hat yeah and uh, and that would definitely help you to become a better marketer and i would say possibly world class marketer yeah the adrenaline end of the day it can become the adrenaline for the company absolutely thank you so much uh, ashwin thanks again raj and uh, yeah wish you all the best for your uh, consulting venture thank you so much thanks all right take care bye bye